It is a Tuesday in the morning. Welcome back to the New York Baseball Podcast. Today, we have a very special interview with a player, actually a coach, a current coach for the National Israeli Baseball Team, Nate Mulberg. I am recording this after the interview. I wanted to make this little intro so you knew how much of a special interview it actually was. This was a blast to have. Uh, Noah and I being Jewish ourselves, this was a really special um, insight we got to see about the Israeli national team. So definitely stick around to listen to our interview. And remember to follow us on Instagram at New York Baseball Podcast and just follow us on Spotify, subscribe on Apple, leave us a five-star review if you'd be so kind. So, without further ado, here's the interview. Welcome to the latest edition of the New York Baseball Podcast. I'm your co-host Ari, along with my co-host Noah. Hey everyone, welcome back. Welcome back indeed. Today we have a very special guest. Today we have Israeli national coach Nate Mulberg. Welcome Nate, how are you? Well, thank you guys for having me. I appreciate it. Thank you for coming on. So without further ado, we're going to take it over with Noah and get right up to the questions. All right, Nate, just to get started. So when did you first start coaching and what made you want to be a coach for baseball? Uh, yeah, so I started coaching, you know, I guess professionally for my job right after I graduated from the University of Rochester uh, in 2014. Um, I kind of always had helped coaching in some capacity growing up. I, I played baseball. I played baseball in college at Rochester. But in high school, you know, I'd, I'd help coach youth teams or work youth camps. So it had always kind of been part of something I would do on top of playing. And then, you know, once I graduated college, I got right into becoming a college baseball coach. Awesome. And I was just wondering as well, do you have um, any aspirations to be a coach um, for the MLB or the MILB? I was just wondering. Yeah, for sure. So um, my answer to that is maybe. Uh, I really enjoy working at the university level. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had a few different opportunities to possibly get into professional coaching, um, which I've gotten a taste of being with Team Israel because mm-hmm. Team Israel is basically comprised fully of professional players, with the exception of a couple guys who maybe don't play anymore. Um, and I've really enjoyed that. So that's opened up my eyes. <clears throat> to potentially getting involved with professional coaching at the minor league or major league level. Uh, it's something I've interest in. I just don't know for sure, you know, what the future holds. So we'll see. Right. right. So obviously there's no Olympus going on right now because of coronavirus and everything, but we just wanted to know, what is it like getting involved with coaching for the Israeli national baseball team? Are you in contact with your players through like video calling? Are you doing group chats and all that kind of stuff? Sure. So, um, me personally, I interact with several of the players on a somewhat regular basis, you know, just via text, you know, Benny Wanger, somebody I talk to a lot, Jonathan DeMarty, Matt Soren, a bunch of guys, Danny Valencia, I'll talk to time to time, Ty Kelly spoke to last week. So, you know, I would say that's probably pretty uh, typical for the, for the players and coaches on the team that we all kind of interact on a one-on-one basis. From time to time, I talk to our head coach, our manager, our skipper, Eric Holtz. I talk to Alex Jacobs, uh, our scout, Andrew Lorraine, our pitching coach, Dan Rutenberg, our athletic trainer. So, you know, I'll talk to all these guys every now and then. And then as a team, we'll have a a weekly Zoom session that uh, brings everybody together on a pretty regular basis. We've been doing it every week the last few weeks. Um, We'll see if that keeps going on. So we actually recently had John DeMarte yeah. on our uh, podcast uh, a couple weeks ago. So nice. speaking of him, what is it like coaching him? I know he's a pitcher. Um, he just got drafted by the Cubs, which is amazing. So like, 
how, what is it like coaching John then? Yeah, for sure. So I'm not sure if you guys had spoken about it with him or if people listening may know, but I had the pleasure of getting to coach Jonathan in college at Richmond where mm-hmm. I worked uh, for one year. So Jonathan's senior year at the University of Richmond was my first year coaching at the University of Richmond. And then I've gotten to subsequently coach him again with Team Israel. It's been a really unique experience. Um, I think for me, the coolest part has just been seeing his progression uh, from when I coached him at Richmond to where he is today. Um, I coached him at Richmond in 2017, and then I coached him on Team Israel in 2019. So over two, two and a half years, he has just really progressed in ways I can't even explain via words. Physically, you know, I always joke, he, he's, he's a physical specimen. Uh, he's gotten so much bigger and stronger. Uh, his pitching ability has improved exponentially. He was always great at Richmond, but he is a professional pitcher now. And like you mentioned, just got signed by the Cubs. So it's been actually, for me, probably more emotional of an experience mm-hmm. than anything, than a lot of the players I might typically coach because of the history we have together and just for me being so proud of him for how much he has improved over the last two to three years. That's awesome to see someone you coached in the college go all the way up to the Israel team and then to be drafted by a professional team. That's awesome. Yeah, he was he was a really good, good guy too. We had him on the podcast and he was a great guest as well. Yeah. Uh, so kind of to move on, I know that you'll be competing for a spot in the Olympics, you know, obviously which will be next year because they were, you know, pushed back through the virus. But what kind of experience are you looking for? Like, how do you think it's going to be different playing in, like, the Olympics versus? Yeah, I mean, for me, so I don't want to say that the Olympic baseball tournament gets, like, a bad reputation in the baseball world, but it kind of does from the standpoint of um, it's very hard to create the most competitive tournament that it could otherwise be uh, if Major League Baseball wasn't coinciding with it. So think about that for a second. The World Baseball Classic, which is kind of like the World Cup Mm -hmm. of professional baseball, takes place in March before Major League Baseball happens. As a result of that, the possible player pool for the World Baseball Classic is very large. Mm -hmm. The Olympics takes place in the summer, in the middle of the Major League season. So like the summer, Major League Baseball wasn't going to shut down, which as a result uh, prevented a lot of players from being eligible to play. Um, from a baseball standpoint, it's still very high level playing. It just, you know, you're not going to have guys like Mike Trout playing for the United States. Um, so from that standpoint, you know, I'm looking forward to the baseball experience. It's going to be very high caliber. It's way better than college baseball. So it's something that is new for me. But I think culturally and almost politically, that's where the excitement comes for me. There's just so many different political, economic, cultural components of being around people from all over the world that I think is gonna be so interesting sociologically, just to learn about how other countries, individuals from around the world live and um, go about their professional sports endeavors. Like that's gonna be such an amazing experience. And, and just again, to be representing Israel and, and Jews around the world, that to me is where you know I feel most proud that I can be part of um, creating positive publicity and promotion for a cause that's very important to me, which is, is the country of Israel and Judaism. Speaking of Jews around the world, and listen to our next question, what do you think about the recent like surge in um, success in Jewish players in baseball? For example, Alex Bregman, uh, manager, coach now, Brad Ausmus, Ian Kinsler, Jock Peterson. What is, uh, what is your perspective on all of the success of Jews in baseball? Yeah, for sure. So 
I think at the end of the day, there's always been a lot of really good Jewish players and Jewish athletes. I think that where we've gotten to in today's day and age is that there's such a greater platform to share their stories with the media and just how we can connect with one another so easily. Um, it makes connecting with Jews around the world so much easier, both for Jewish athletes connecting with Jewish athletes or for Jewish non-athletes to connect with those Jewish athletes. So mm -hmm. for example, Ian Kinsler, we just were added to the team. Um, you know that there are players on our team for Team Israel connecting with him, trying to encourage him to join the squad. And now he is. Um, the director of Israel baseball, Peter Kurz, he's put together our team. Well, how has he gotten in touch with all these players? Uh, obviously through interconnectedness made available to us because of technology that right. wasn't available to us all, you know, 30 years ago, really right. not 15 years ago. So uh, the reason why I bring that up is I think that you're seeing kind of this explosion, so to speak, of great Jewish athletes because now there's this huge platform where kids growing up can look to Jonathan DeMarty, Ian Kinsler, Danny Valencia, Ty Kelly, and say, wow, I want to be just like him. And it's not just kids in Israel, it's Jewish uh, children all over the world, in America, in Russia, I mean, you name the country, Czech Republic, it, it doesn't matter. Um, they have somebody to kind of look towards and say, wow, it's really cool to be a Jewish athlete, maybe I could play for Israel someday, and uh, I want to be just like them. So it's, it's pretty amazing. Speaking of the technology, for all the young viewers listening out there, if you're wondering how we were getting all these cool guests like Nate and Jonathan and all, and possibly more players, um, it's through technology. I mean, we've just been socially networking over social media. I mean, literally, Nate, I remember when I first spoke to you, it was on a Zoom call with JCC Mercer Bucks or um, JCC, and it was that easy just to, um, to set something up. So the power of technology today is really beneficial, uh, especially for podcasting, especially for meeting cool people. Especially during these times where we have to stay socially distant, it's, it's really cool to have all this technology. All right, so Nate, kind of just to wrap things up, we have a lot of young viewers that watch the podcast. So what advice would you give to a young player like as they're marching on their baseball career? Yeah, for sure. So the thing I always go back to is do what you're passionate about. And the reason why I say that is um, – I look at some of the opportunities that I've been fortunate to enjoy, like being a part of Team Israel, and they didn't come about because I paid somebody. They didn't come about because uh, I had an ulterior motive, you know, just basically I was trying to become part of Team Israel. Uh, I didn't get to become a Division One college coach because of those reasons. I didn't play college baseball for the wrong reasons. All these things came about for me because – Throughout my life, I've loved baseball. And because of that, it's always been very enjoyable to me. And as a result of that, it has never felt like hard work. I work hard, but it doesn't feel like work. So there's a difference. Um, so for kids coming up, I'm a firm believer that if you have dreams, set your sights high and work hard at them. Um, and if you do that, good things will happen. But the biggest thing for me is it has to be something you're passionate about. And you have to be honest with yourself. You know, I played or I ran cross country in high school and I still run today. I, I love going for runs, but personally, I didn't love running cross country. I didn't love the races. Like I got really nervous and, you know, I didn't like the pain that was part of the races. And as a result of that, when I was a junior in high school, I stopped running cross country. But 
put more time into baseball, which I loved, and it's helped me kind of get to where I am today. So just understanding, do you love baseball? If you do, that's awesome. Put everything you have into it and try to stay really focused because if you want to accomplish special things in one discipline, but you're kind of spreading your time and energy all over the place, mm -hmm. um, it, it's going to make it hard for you to really reach your full potential. The people who are the most successful in the world today are the ones who found what they're, what they're passionate about and just put really everything they have into that, that disciple so they can become, you know, th their best version of themselves. Do you think we'll have a season this year? For pro baseball? Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, if you would have asked me three weeks ago, I would have said, I don't know. Uh, we're doing this talk. I, again, I don't know when this will be published, but we're doing this talk on, on May 30th when things have started to open up. So if that trend continues, I would say there will be some season. I don't know if fans will be allowed. Um, right. I think there will be some. Um, but if you would have asked me two weeks ago, I would have said, I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, we hope so. We, we miss baseball a lot. I'm sure you miss, you know, just watching baseball. It's a great thing. Yeah. So we wanted to give a special thanks to our guest, Nate Mulberg, and a, a coach for the National Israel Baseball Team in the Olympics. Nate, thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, thank you guys so much. Thanks.